0: And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again. The Older Pain podcast, Monday, November 6, 2023. The Joe Beningo Older Pain podcast brought to you by the Sack Brewing Company. Anita, Discount Tire, and, of course, our friends at DraftKings. Uh, big night tonight. The Jets, of course, with the play, the charges that met life. Uh, the Jets with a big chance, big chance to basically be tied for first place in the AFC East. Even though they didn't play yesterday, tremendous day for the Jets yesterday. The Dolphins lose in Frankfurt, Germany, 21-14 to Kansas City. The Chiefs had a 21-0 lead. Miami came back, but the Chiefs were able to hold them off. So Miami loses. They're now 6-3. By the way, you look at what the Dolphins have done. Their three losses are the only three teams they've played with winning records. They lost to Buffalo. Buffalo. They lost to the Eagles and now they've lost to the Chiefs. And oh, by the way, the Jets record against those three teams is two and one. So big win yesterday uh for Kansas City, who goes to seven and two on the year, but really helping the Jets out as they beat Miami. And then at night, the Bengals did the same. Cincinnati beating Buffalo twenty-four to eighteen. Uh Cincinnati's now won four in a row. Keep an eye on them. They're up to five and three in that extremely competitive AFC North where everybody is over 500, led by the Ravens, who are seven and two and just absolutely destroyed the uh, Seahawks yesterday, 37 to three. Baltimore playing big time football right now. Pittsburgh's five and three. Cleveland is five and three, and so are the Bengals. But the Bills lose, and they drop now to five and four on the year. So if the Jets win tonight, they would jump to five and three ahead of Buffalo and be just a half game even in the loss column with the Miami Dolphins in the AFC East. So this is a monster game tonight uh, for the Jets. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, look, I've talked about it. Uh, I've talked about it endlessly. I've said it to the coach. You know, it's time to open up the playbook for Zach Wilson. You know, there's no other way to say it. It's time to open it up for Zach. Take some shots downfield. We saw what he did at the end of the game against the Giants last week after being terrible for basically the first 59 minutes of the game. All of a sudden, with the game on the line, no timeouts in 27 seconds, he's zinging passes all over the place, and eventually the Jets pull it out in overtime. <clears throat> I want to see the playbook opened up. I want to see some deep balls. I want to see them throw the ball on first down. I want to see Brees Hall get unleashed tonight. Not you know, Last week against the Giants, he only carried the ball 12 times for 17 yards. Now, he did catch that check down. He went for 50 yards and a touchdown. And generally, here's something to keep an eye on, Jet fans. When Brees Hall scores a touchdown, we win. I believe the record is 8-0 and in, in, in games where Brees has scored a touchdown. And in this three-game winning streak that the Jets are on right now against Denver, Philly, and the Giants, Brees scored a touchdown in every one of those games. So, to me, that's a big point on how the Jets are going to win. Obviously, the defense has got to carry them tonight. Justin Herbert, who I think is very overrated. The guy gets a lot of commercials for a guy that's done nothing. I think the only guy that got more commercials that did less than Herbert is Baker Mayfield, or at least as you know as little, if you, if you want to say it that way. So, but whatever, you know, but uh, it's time to go get San Diego tonight. I still call him San Diego. The L.A. Chargers, they're really, they'll always be San Diego to me. They're sitting at three and four. They come off a win over the crummy Chicago Bears. And I know they can put points on the board. I understand. You got Austin Eckler. You got uh, Keenan Allen on the defensive side of things. You got some pretty damn good pass rushes. You got Joey Boza. You got Khalil Mack. The Jets offensive line, of course, banged up, as we know. Now, Tipman, Joe Tipman will be back tonight. I guess he'll be playing center, which is his natural position anyway, with the injury to Connor McGovern. You'll still see Becton on the left side. Looks like Tomlinson's okay. Uh, he had some kind of an injury this week. Remember, Tomlinson has played like I don't know. I think he started 105 consecutive games going back to his days in San Francisco. As far as the other side of the line, I don't know. Is Billy Turner going to be the guard? Are they going to play the kid Newman that played center in the game against the Giants with uh, Max Mitchell at right tackle? Dwayne Brown is still out. So, but at least the good news is, looks like Tomlinson's playing and Tipman We'll be back playing center. So that's the story on the offensive line. Look, the Chargers are talented, but I want to see this Jets or defense get the job done. Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff, Quinnen Williams, Quincy Williams, uh, CJ Mosley, Sauce and DJ on the outside at the corners, Michael Carter and company. I want to see him get it done now. Let's go. And let's, let's uh, start hitting on some third downs. The Jets are last in the NFL in third down percentage. I think it's only 27%. Remember, we talked about it in the win over the Giants last week. The Jets had four third and ones, did not get any of them. They didn't convert one third and one, four of them. And a couple of them, they were going empty backfield. What the hell is that? Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, they got to start putting points on the board in the red zone. They got to start converting on third down. They got to allow Zach to throw the damn ball down the field. All right, please? Can we do that? And like I said, let's get Brees. Let's get Brees more than, you know, 12 carries in this football game because we know he can break one uh, at any time. There's no doubt about it. So monster game for the Jets tonight. It's almost a double whammy game. Not only can they almost put themselves in a virtual tie for first in the AFC East, but they can really do damage in the conference to the Chargers who they can kind of, you know, put behind them when you start to look at wild card implications. If the Jets lose tonight and the Chargers win, both teams would be 4-4 uh, four and four on the year. So, you know, and, and of course the Chargers would then have the tiebreaker over the Jets. So this is a, a double whammy type game for the Jets tonight. They need to go out there and get the job done. I mean, there's no other way to say it. MetLife will be rocking. You know that we've won three in a row. The fan base will be off the charts tonight. It's supposed to be a nice night tonight for a change at MetLife. And uh, let's go. Uh, they need to win this game and uh, really, really put themselves in tremendous position in the AFC. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. You got to feel bad as I take a sip of coffee here. Hold me. Hold on. You got to feel bad for Daniel Jones and the Giants. I mean, I look. I really I love sticking it to him last week, but it looks like Jones might be out for the year. It looks like he might have a torn ACL. Uh, they got whacked yesterday by and Antonio Pierce, their old middle linebacker, making his debut as the head coach of the Raiders. They blew the Giants doors off 30 to 6. And you got to really <clears throat> you got to feel bad for Jones. He got hit on a play by Max Crosby. He looked like he was okay, and then on the next play just crumbled to the ground without even getting hit. As his knee gave out on him, and it looks like it's a torn ACL. It looks like Jones may be done for the year. And you know, let's be honest about it. This could be it for him as the quarterback of the Giants. I know they they just signed him to the big forty million dollar a year, whatever it was, contract. But you know, the Giants right now they're sitting at two and seven. They're on their way to you know one of the top picks in the draft. I mean, let's be honest about it. where are they winning games. They got the Cowboys this week in Dallas. Dallas coming off a very tough loss to the Eagles yesterday. In Philly, you know, you got to be (laughs) – I don't see any way the Giants are beating the Cowboys next week, especially if Tommy DeVito is the quarterback. I mean, you know, Tyrod Taylor's still out. It looks like DeVito's going to have to be the quarterback. They got no shot against the Cowboys next week. So where where are the Giants going? They still got to play Philadelphia twice. Uh, They're on their way to, you know, maybe a four-win season. And if the Giants get that high a draft choice, which right now you gotta believe they are. I mean, the only teams behind them right now, <clears throat> you look at the Giants right now, the only teams that are sitting behind the Giants in the standings, obviously the Carolina Panthers, who are one and seven. But I believe the Bears have the Panthers draft choice. So the Bears, of course, are, are two and seven. The Giants are two and seven. The Cardinals are one and eight. The Patriots are two and seven. So that's the area right now that you're looking at the Giants as far as the draft. And let's be honest, you know, Dable and and Shane, they they didn't draft Jones. I know they paid him, but they didn't draft him. And there's a lot of big quarterbacks coming out in the draft this year. Obviously, the the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, the kid out of Washington, Michael Penix Jr., you know, Bo Nix out of Oregon, the kid May out of North Carolina. You know, there's a lot of big quarterbacks that are going to be coming out. And uh, I got to believe. If the Giants are in a position to take one of them they're gonna do it <clears throat> they're gonna do it I mean you know not only uh you know the fact that they didn't draft Jones but here's, here's the other thing he's he's hurt all the time I mean how can you possibly how can you possibly count on him right he's got the neck injury now he's had a couple injuries with the neck now you're looking at it at, at what looks to be and I'm not saying it, it definitely is I don't think we know 100 percent yet but it looks like it's it's a torn ACL. So, you know, not only that they did, this regime didn't draft them, but you know, Jones is hurt all the time. So I got to believe that if the Giants, if the, the, the season continues to go the way it is, and I don't see how it's not, they're going to be drafting a quarterback and I don't know what they're going to do. How are you going to get rid of Jones? I mean, he's making a lot of money. I mean, I guess there's a team out there that would take him, you know, and you know, he's making 40 million a year. I guess the guaranteed money's already been paid and all, <clears throat> but still. Uh, I think there's a very good, we, we may have seen, I, I don't think it's crazy to say, we may have seen the last of Daniel Jones as the giant quarterback. And it's really too bad. It's really too bad. But look, if the Giants are in position to get one of these big quarterbacks, I got to believe they're going to go out and do it. And, you know, what, are you gonna, what else can you say? You know, like I said, I'm no giant fan. I was thrilled that the Jets, you know, that they handed us the game last week. But you got to feel bad for Jones and you got to feel bad for the Giants who right now after, you know, I think about this too. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They go 9-7-1. and Jones had a terrific year. Uh, you know, they win the playoff game against Minnesota. There were high expectations coming into the season and it has just gone completely south for them. You know, Leonard Williams was traded now. I mean, it has gone completely the other way for the Giants who are now sitting at two-up and seven down on the season. Just uh, unbelievable. Got to really feel bad for uh, Daniel Jones and company. What, what a disaster. And the Raiders just blew their doors off last week. Uh, I, I should say yesterday. Uh, Raiders get rid of Josh McDaniel. Raiders bench Jimmy Garoppolo. They play Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback. And they, this game, there was never a moment, as you watched this game yesterday, even when Jones was on the field, there was never a moment when you felt the Giants were winning the game. I know Barkley ran the ball pretty well, but never a second did you think the Giants were going to win. They were down 21-0 at halftime, and, you know, the final score was 30-6. to Tommy DeVito did throw a touchdown pass for what that's worth to uh, Wondell Robinson, and he also threw a couple a couple more interceptions in the game. But, you know, just uh, not a good time for the football Giants as they are in a lot of trouble, and we'll have to uh, keep our eyes open what happens now with Daniel Jones, could very well be an ACL, and could very well, as I said, we might have seen the last of him as quarterback in a giant uniform. All right, Benigno, the Yoda Payne podcast. Interesting day yesterday in the National Football League. I mentioned the ones that really, uh, you know, affected the Jets. The Dolphins losing in Germany, 21-14 to the Chiefs. You know, a couple things in that game, and I want to get to a couple of the the calls by the officials. I mean, you are know, watching these games yesterday, I mean, it just never ends. The constant flow of flags. If you watched the Eagle-Cowboy game last night, there was that one series where the entire series for Dallas was Philadelphia penalties. Defensive holding, pass interference, right? <clears throat> uh, roughing the passer. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, and Dallas did not score on that drive. That's that crazy play where the tight end Ferguson caught the ball Looked like he was in. I don't know if it was Ferguson. I think it was another guy, but whoever. The tight end for Dallas caught the ball. Looked like he was in the end zone, but he wasn't. On fourth down, he didn't score. Then eventually, they did come back to get the touchdown and make it 28-23. <clears throat> and then going for the two-point conversion, Prescott stepped out of bounds on, like, the two-yard line. He didn't get the two-point conversion. And then at the end, Philadelphia held on. That game ended. That game ended with uh, Prescott throwing a pass to C.D. Lamb at the two-yard line, and the Eagles stopped them right there, and Philadelphia won it 28-23. But a ridiculous amount of penalties in that game. I was watching last night. I didn't make it all the way through the uh, Bengal-Bill game. Cincinnati was up 21-7. I actually felt pretty confident at that point. They won it 24-18. But there was a sequence there, too, where it was like six plays in a row with a flag. I mean, how much can you take? And, I, and I'll tell you this, too. The new, the new trendy call now in the NFL and this penalty, they really got to reevaluate the illegal contact defensive holding penalty. To me, that's got to be completely reevaluated. You know, it's a five-yard penalty, but it's an automatic first down. How many times have we seen a quarterback get sacked, right? The guy's sacked. He has no chance. No way you're going to tell me. That that illegal contact or that defensive holding in the secondary affected him getting sacked. How many times have you seen a guy just get overrun immediately on the play? Oh, but wait a minute, while the quarterback was still in the pocket, illegal contact down the field, automatic first down. So you go from sacking the quarterback and the guy loses, you know, losing 20 yards to get them getting the first down and five yards. That that penalty cannot be a first down. If they're going to continue the ridiculous illegal contact penalty, which I hate. I wish they'd go back to the bump and run. You know, where's Mel Blunt, You know, I wish <laughs> they'd go back to the bump and run. If they're going to continue to call that penalty, right? If they, they got they can't make it a first down. You want to make it an automatic five-yard penalty? Fine, but it should not be an automatic first down. It really should not be. I I, I think it's brutal. That's a terror. But I mean, these, you know the, the Bengal game. Like I said, there was about six or seven plays in a row with a flag. And how about, how about the Chief game? If you're watching the Chief game, and we're rooting for the Chiefs, obviously, even though I picked Miami, you know, to hell with that, who cares? We'll ever see Miami lose as I take my shot of uh, Chock Full of Nuts here. It is Chock Full of Nuts, right? The coffee. Yes. Yes, yeah, not Maxwell. No, not chock Full. Actually. Chock Full of Nuts. The heavenly coffee. Just like my wife. She's heavenly. Anyway, <laughs> not me. No heavenly for me. Anyway, Let's not get crazy. well, we are crazy, but nevertheless, where <laughs> were we here? So, so you're watching the Chief Dolphin game, there was a I, I could not believe, okay, there was a play in this game where, um, I guess it was still 21 7, uh, Kansas City, second half, and Patrick Mahomes scrambles out of the pocket, clearly gets hit out of bounds. It's Patrick Mahomes we're talking about, not Zach Wilson now, who never gets a call, right? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes gets hit out of bounds late, and they don't throw the flag. What? What do you mean you didn't throw the flag? You got to be kidding me. And then they nail Chris Jones, like moments later after Miami gets the ball, they nail Chris Jones with a, a roughing penalty, 15 yards first down on a third and 20 for Miami. Third and 20. Sounds like the Jets. I mean, he's a, I mean, it makes you crazy. Patrick Mahomes not even getting a call. And then I'm watching, because I had the Patriots in my picks yesterday, smart me as Washington, the Commanders beat the crummy Patriots 20-17. to 17. Boy, how did the Jets lose to them? I tell you right now, when we played them the last game of the year, I don't know what the situation is going to be. Hopefully, we already have a playoff spot clinched by that point. But we got we to stick it right up their ass. I'll tell you that. I mean, they stink. They had a 17-10 lead in this game, wound up blowing it. 20-17, to the commander won the game. But there was, a, there was a roughing the passer call on this game uh, against Mac Jones. I forget who the guy was for Washington. Are oh, You got to be kidding me. Are you serious? This is roughing the passer? And then, of course, they put Dean, the incomparable Dean Blandino, Boy, I'll be talking about a guy. The only guys, the only guys that are stealing, the only guy in America that's stealing money more than Dean Blandino and Gene Steratore is Roger Goodell. That's it. <laughs> Roger Goodell, we saw him in Frankfurt yesterday with that shit-eating grin on his face. Guy's making $60 million a year, the most overpaid man in America. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then you just, then it's Blandino and, and uh, Steratore after that. But anyway... Here's this bogus roughing the passer call on Matt Jones, right? I mean, there's no way this is roughing the passer, no way. And they call it, and and Blandino comes on. Well, you know, he's got he almost had like a, a constipated look on his face because he knew it was a bullshit call. You know what I mean? Like he knew, but he's gonna stick up anyway for the it, well. They're going to call it if you land on him. You got to try to, you know, the defenders got to try to not land completely on the quarterback. I mean, give me a break. I mean, come on. Like you could stop. I mean, I mean give me a break. I mean, this guy, this was the, he, and he didn't even land on him full bore. I mean, it looked like he actually got him off to the side a little bit. And they throw the flag. And there's Blandino going, oh, no, no, that's what they're going to call. And he knew it was bullshit. But like I said, he had that look on his face knowing it was crap. But he's going to defend the officials anyway. What a disgrace. Are you officiating in this league? Nobody. Hey, Roger, okay, while you're sitting there counting your freaking money, let me tell you right now, nobody is paying money. Nobody's putting on NFL games to watch your crummy officials throw flags. Let's get the sponsors in here. All right, the Hackensack Brewing Company. I don't know when we'll do our next live podcast. I'm going to be filling in for uh, Nelson Figueroa for the next two weeks with Malousas. I'll be there today. We're actually doing the uh, show from FanDuel at the Meadowlands racetrack. And then uh, from 7 to 7.30, Beningo's going to be bolting right out of there to go watch the Jet game. I just can't – I could have went tonight, but it'll be too much for me. So I'm going to go home and watch the game tonight. But nevertheless, uh, so the next two weeks I'll be with Moose filling in for Nelson Figueroa on his – Sports Night Show, 7 to 7.30 on Channel 11 WPIX. So I'll let you know sometime probably after Thanksgiving for the next live podcast. But you know the deal with the Hackensack Brewing Company located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off of Route 4 in beautiful Hackensack, New Jersey. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday. Check it out. 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack, right behind the tombstones looks like there's a big tombstone for the giants in 2023 up there right now i really like i said i feel bad for daniel jones uh go check out mike jones he's got to be pumped up his raiders man oh my god and who do who do the raiders play next week in vegas of course the jets of course so i was very happy to see the raiders get that win out of the way yesterday but uh, i'm sure jones is happy uh go see mike jones go see tj go see um Herb and Andre and everybody over there, the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. We'll let you know when the next live podcast will be. Go check out my son, Johnny. He's got to be happy. The Saints win yesterday. They're sitting all alone now atop the NFC South. They're 5-4 and and five and four on the year. They beat the Bears yesterday 24-17. Unfortunately for my wife, did not cover the number, which was 8.5, yeah. yeah. but they did win. They did uh, came through for me. I had them in a the knockout pool, so I continue amazingly. I'm still alive in this knockout pool, but whatever. So um, I had the Saints there. Saints all alone. They're 5-4. and four. They lead the NFC South by a game over the 4-5 and five Falcons who lost yesterday. Blew one to the Vikings. Uh, and uh, Josh Dobbs. How about that? But anyway, uh, go see Johnny. Uh, go see his boss, Ari. Go see Rob, all the guys over there. You need work done on your car. You need tires. You need inspect your car inspected. I need a discount tire. Riverville, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go check them out. And then, of course, our friends at DraftKings, you know the deal. What are we going to? Week 10 now in the NFL? It's hard to believe. We're finishing up Week 9 tonight with the Jet Charger game. Week 10 coming up. The season flying by. We're ready into November. Uh, get in on the action. Download the app. Um, download the app now and use code pain. Uh, To sign up, uh, new customers can bet 5 bucks and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code OTHEPAIN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.sot1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text hope ny 467 In Connecticut, help available for problem gambling? Call 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in beautiful Ontario, Canada. sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after they were issued. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Okay, Beningo, the Oda Pain podcast. It is uh, Monday, it is November 6th. 2023 pumped up for the big jet charging game tonight that will wrap up uh week nine in the national football league and just some of the games yesterday take a look at we mentioned the dolphins losing in uh germany to the chiefs we mentioned the uh the Bengals last night knocking off buffalo to help the jets out some of the other interesting things talking about the giant raider game the browns look pretty good shut out the cardinals yesterday 27 nothing i know this guy tune uh, played quarterback yesterday. Deshaun Watson is back. So Cleveland still with the number one rated defense in the NFL. And of course, the Jets played him later on, in, uh, late I guess so late in December on a Thursday night in Cleveland. And the way things are going right right now, that's shaping up to be a pretty big game. So they win 27 nothing. I mentioned the Saints 24-17 victory over the Bears. Green Bay got off the snide, knocked off the Rams 20-3 to in Green Bay. So, um uh, They're back on track with a win, although they're sitting there at just, uh, what are they, 3-5 and on the season now for the Packers. How about Minnesota? Minnesota, no Kirk Cousins, no problem. Josh Dobbs uh, comes in. Remember, they traded for him during the week from from Arizona, and he comes in and helps pull this game out against the Falcons. 31-28, the final score. Minnesota, even without Cousins, they've won four games in a row now. They're 5-4, and and they have kind of thrust themselves now in the mix in the NFC North, the Lions are 6-2, had their bye yesterday. <clears throat> so Minnesota, two games in a left, game and a half, actually, but two in the loss column in the division behind the Lions. But Minnesota's kind of put themselves in the mix again in the NFC North, four straight for them. How about the Ravens? Ravens just blew the doors off Seattle yesterday. 37-3, the final score in Baltimore. Not many teams in the league right now playing better than the Ravens are. They're 7-2. And they sit, they got a, a game-and-a-half lead over everybody else in really what's the best division now in the NFL, and that's the NFL, uh, the AFC North, everybody over five hundred. the Ravens at 7-2, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincinnati now all 5-3. and three. Cincinnati now has won four games in a row, and uh, Joe Burrow and company starting to look like uh, what we expected them to be at the beginning of the season. Looks like he's completely back from that injury he got in uh, in training camp. How about C.J. Stroud yesterday? You know, we've talked about the Ohio State quarterbacks are never any good. You know, Justin Fields doesn't look so great. You know, there's been a bunch of other ones over the years that, you know, have really not looked uh, very good. There's really never been a great Ohio State quarterback that's made it in the NFL. C.J. Stroud looks like he's going to break that mold. What a game he had yesterday. The Texans beat the Bucs 39-37, came from behind to win the game, Stroud threw five touchdown passes in this game and set a NFL rookie record throwing for 470 yards in the win over Tampa. And Tampa came back to take the lead in this game. Mayfield had a damn good game for the Bucs, but uh, at the end, Stroud drove them down the field for the game-winning touchdown. Again, 470 yards passing, five touchdowns. And I tell you, D'Amico Ryans has done a good job with the Texans. The Texans are sitting there now with four and four on the year and uh in the bryce young cj stroud remember bryce young went number one to the panthers who lost again yesterday to the colts and he threw by the way bryce young in that game threw two pick sixes long pick sixes by this guy moore who took him all the way to the house for two touchdowns with all his six sisters sitting in the stands of four of them <laughs> you imagine being the youngest of youngest of seven kids and you have six older sisters you imagine that? Woo! Anyway, we'll leave that. But he he took two to the house yesterday off Bryce Young. It's looking a lot better for C.J. Stroud than Bryce Young. What a game for C.J. yesterday, uh, setting rookie records, 470 yards passing, five touchdown passes as they beat the Bucs 39-37. The Panthers lost 27-13. The Gardner Minshew and the Colts, as I said, two pick sixes in that game for touchdowns by Indianapolis off of Bryce Young, not looking very good right now. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers, I mentioned Washington beating the Patriots twenty to seventeen. How did the Jets lose to the Patriots? I mean, they stink, and I blame that game on the coaches. And they didn't let they didn't let Zach do anything. They never they stuck to it. And I know they don't blitz a lot, and they've been getting there without blitzing with the defensive line. But in that game, that Matt Jones had all day to throw, and they never really went after him, and they wound up losing. That's a bad loss. That loss may really come back to bite us let's hope I'm wrong, but it could really come back to bite us later on in the season. Washington's 4-5. and five. The Pats now 2-7. and seven. And there are rumors that Bill may wind up with Washington next year as the head coach, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. We mentioned the Eagles beating the Cowboys 28-23. Philadelphia now with the best record in the NFL. They're 8-up and 1-down. Dallas falls to 5-3. and three. But uh, don't worry, Cowboy fans, you got the Giants coming in next week. And, you know, uh, if you got the Cowboys, as I do, in your knockout pool, if you still have them, uh, I think this is the week you're going to be using them. I'll tell you that. So, anyway, uh, Dallas at 5-3, and three, still probably going to make the playoffs in the NFC. But uh, it looks like Philadelphia may do something that has not been done in 22 years in the NFC East, and that's win the division back-to-back years. As crazy as that sounds, but it looks like they're on their way to doing that. So uh, we shall see. So basically tonight, let's go Jets. Let's get it done. Let's get to five and three. Let's get to all, a virtual, almost a virtual tie for the division lead in the AFC East. i uh, pumped up tonight. So you can check me out tonight on Channel Eleven at seven to seven thirty with Malusis. I'll be, we'll be doing it live at the Meadowlands Racetrack, and I will be flying out of there right after that. <laughs> I'm in speed of, speed of light to get home to watch the game. So, uh, nevertheless, That's scary. that is scary. Speed of light for me. Tyreek in Speed, nice fumble that was returned for a touchdown by Tyreek yesterday in the uh, Dolphin Chief game. Everybody, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy your week. Check me out all week on Channel 11. And, of course, we'll be back on uh, Friday for our uh, regular podcast, All the Love.